Thank you for joining us on episode 119 of the Dawson D Show. It's great to have your company as always. And on today's episode, we're joined by the absolute superstar and the hilarious Tommy Sheridan. Tommy spent nine years in the AFL system, playing 83 games for the mighty Fremantle Footy Club and GWS Giants. He's the founder of both Rick's Eyewear and digital sports club Oz American Aces. It was great to sit down with Tommy and hear how he has transitioned from an AFL player to becoming a podcaster and the two vastly different worlds as well as building a successful eyewear company while being a full-time athlete. And there were plenty of laughs as Tommy shared a couple of absolute classic footy club stories that will have you in stitches and gives you a little bit of insight into the scrutiny of being an AFL player. We've loved working with Tommy and American Aces over the last footy season, and it was awesome to have the great man in the studio for a chat and a laugh. Now, guys, if you love this episode and want to hear more AFL stories, check out episode 95 with Essendon legend James Hurd, episode 116 with the King of Tigerland, Matthew Richardson, and, of course, episode 97 with Jared Grant. And finally, remember to hit that follow and subscribe button. But without further ado, let's get into it. Here he is, the great man, Tommy Sheridan. D, sunshine is, is out and about. Finally, mate. What better way to do a, a podcast interview? Who we got? We've got, well, basically the white whale. We've been trying to get him for a while. The white whale. Uh, <laughs> the white whale. Tommy What's Sheridan. What's the white whale mean? It means uh, pretty rare, hard to catch. Yeah. But okay. we've got him. We're very excited. Tommy Sheridan, welcome to the Dawson D Show. It's good to be here, lads. It's good to be here. It's a great day for it. They've turned, it's turned it on for us. You boys are dominating. I was just saying, you you love that sand. I'm going to get it. I'm, 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 I'm getting, I wore it. He, he changed his shirt five minutes I was like, Tommy's coming Have you washed that shirt? I see you in that every day. <laughs> he, I haven't. And the, and, and the cap. I need to get you. You got the haircut. You're looking schmick. And now <laughs> I need to get you a Ravens top. And you're getting the haircut next yeah, time. Yeah. Well, I want to go blonde again. Yeah, why don't yeah. you bleach it blonde? Let's get a short back and sides. Let's get a premium on top. Right, it. That's what I used to be, mate, but it's been uh, taken away hey, from again, me, Do what you want to do. But I was just <laughs> saying, his, his haircut is... He it's sharp. Like yeah, Tommy liked it. I love it. I love it. Nice. And, every, and we just had a chat up the stairs. We did. We're going off topic here from the mate, white whale. We are. Just, I mean, how many messages did you get mate. from the haircut? Because I speak a on behalf load. of the people, and I'd imagine it was a lot. A bloody lot. You look clean, man. I had a, I had a lot of good com- good compliments. But then I, my mum also heard a few from other people going, thank God he cut his hair. It's back like, to it corporate just, DOS. Yeah, co- yeah, corporate DOS. Not, not hippie DOS. Yeah, you got a bit of a shock when you walked in. You didn't know yeah, what was happening. Yeah, I, I thought his hair was tied up. And he just kind of opened the door and go, fuck. And I actually <laughs> said to him, like, mate, you look really good. So uh, yeah. You yeah, must feel great when you I know. do. Is it a hard decision? Like, did you, what was going through your head? Well, well, I actually rang up the barber up the road and I haven't been to one in a long time. I haven't, I haven't had a haircut in Australia for three years. I got three one, years? No, I had one cut in when we were in the UK. Yeah, I just rang him up and I didn't, I've forgotten how to do it. I was like, hey, mate, do you have any availabilities? And he's like, oh, it's just walk in. And I just said, look, it's pretty long, so uh, just get ready for a him. cut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, well, you done, well. done well, mate. You are flying too, so uh, not flying. I never. I yes, just, uh, no, I'm not flying. Well, I'm it, mate. Well, yeah, true. But talk us through a little bit about your day to day at the moment, because we want to actually start with the podcasting stuff. So talk us a little bit about Oz American Aces, how it came about, and what you're currently doing. Yeah, well, day to day. Geez, a bit of NFL today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't stop. I'm doing a few different things. We've mm. got the um, Oz American Aces. When's this podcast going out? What date? Two uh, weeks. Two oh, weeks. The, pod, well, the, yeah. the golf day would have uh, been completed by then, but I've been planning that the last few weeks, and I've probably done it all backwards, boys, to be honest. It's my <laughs> first one, my first golf day. So I'm planning that. It's been very stressful, but it'll come out all right, I'd imagine. I guess my week looks it's all over the shop because yeah. I'm working around different schedules. It's a freelance model, so I'm using mm-hmm. Roland Media, who I do a lot of the podcasting with. I've got Das as well, another guy. It's just jumped on board. And then I'm working around guest time, as you'd imagine, for doing podcasting. 
Yeah, you scared um, the shit out of us earlier when uh, yeah, that was Tommy nice. gave us a call half <laughs> yeah. an hour and said, "Boys, I hate to do this to you, but um, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, we've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep, got to keep calm on the phone." You know it. what? You know what happened? D was we were on the couch. D walks over to here and he looks at me and he goes. Yeah, it's, oh, it's happening. No and then, and then my brain just goes, okay. You went what? so nice. I felt so bad. I was just, I was just staring with you. <laughs> yeah, so, I did say that, D was very nice. He goes, it's no worries, mate. No worries. Oh, you, did, well, you did it well. well it's a, it's, and the reason I did it was because uh, you know how it feels. To give people context, I, I said I can't make it last minute, which is the fucking worst thing you can do. <laughs> and uh, I said, I'm only joking, mate. I'm on the way. But um, yeah, I'm have sorry, mate. Have well, you had my, a few of those? No, I've been pretty lucky. Yeah. I've been pretty lucky. Uh, there's always a couple of people that are late, yeah. but um, it's not that I don't really care. I, was, I make yeah. I make plans like either side, like you know. And we've been lucky because we're in a van, and when it rains, it pelts down, so the mm. sound quality is like. Can you imagine? Just oh, that's like, frustrating. Well, we haven't had it yet, but apparently a few other people have. I've been lucky there, but yeah. Back to your question. Um, I, I started this last year in yeah, it's about a year and a bit ago in Perth in yep. lockdown when I was stranded over there when everyone was locked up here. Mm. I was I got locked up in Perth for a week, which I couldn't get back and then everyone got locked up in Melbourne and they're like, don't come back. And yeah. I had a lot of friends over there and couch surfing, they'll say, but I was staying at a few boys' houses. <laughs> oh, geez, I owe a few boys' rent. So um, I'm hoping I can get a joint soon. It's that hard to find one, mind you, out here in South Yarra. But um, yeah, so I started the podcast while I was doing a lot of work for Ricks. Yep. Couldn't do much out in the you know, events and, and putting your name out there and pop up. So Done a fair bit of podcasting on other people's podcasts and just saw the organic growth and the opportunities it brought brands yeah. and awareness. Organic. So, like, you know, there's a lot of paid advertising going around, but yep. I just think it's a great way for people to tell their story. And it's, mm. you always say, no matter how many people are listening, put them in a room and you get pretty nervous. So, when 100%. You look at the, if you look at the numbers, it doesn't matter what the numbers are, whether they're 20, 200, 5,000, mm. put all them in a room, 20,000. I mean, depending yeah. on how you're going, it, it, it it's a lot of people and it's it's great awareness. So the, the whole thing was sports media. You know, it's more a sports club, digital sports club around Australian and American sports. Um, American, you know, I love my NFL especially. And no one was no one's really doing it. Yeah. With passion like I think we do. And I thought let's start it. And and I'm also uh, – I know a lot of boys in the sporting industry and, um, you know, a lot of girls as well, but mainly more boys. So it's, more, it's probably more – I haven't had many female guests on, which is something I'm working on. But I guess being in the AFL industry with a lot of the lads, I've just got them on. And I know a lot of their stories where the public doesn't. Yeah. So I love to promote them and their – you know, whether they've got a business brand or they've got a charity or something special to them the public wouldn't be aware of. Yeah. I just love getting that story out and – I just enjoy, you know, listening to people that actually I'm really close with and learning even more. And if I don't know them, as you know, you sit down and you learn a lot from people 100%. asking questions that you wouldn't probably ask at a pub. When you're doing a mm. podcast, you go, well, I might ask this because I'm allowed to now. Yeah. And it doesn't feel as awkward. And you learn a lot. And I think you build relationships. So started it last year. It was really tough. The production side was killing me. Yep. It was uh, messy. A lot of time was going into the back end and as you know turning it around and trying to make the sound quality and the, oh, it was just it's hard work yeah we know that feeling yeah, yeah yeah you guys are doing a great job you, I always tell you that you're doing it all yourselves and I can't do this stuff what you do I, I can talk but I can't do all that stuff so yeah been lucky to find some people mm. down here and um, yeah it's been rolling now so I think we've been going for about a year and it's a great setup in the Roller Media van yeah Braden's done a great job and when I met him I said let's go like I didn't muck around he goes I need someone like this and I said well I'm the man and you're the man let's just do it and yeah. do it next week and off we went it just made sense I needed someone that could just keep up I lose my mind over the technical stuff if we do such a good job here and then all of a sudden you lose the footage 
it's like I can't get yeah. going backwards. So he's yeah. great. He's been fantastic. And, yeah, it's been consistent like anything, just consistency and, and, and quality is what he gives us. So I've enjoyed it and that's where it all started and I've done it full time now since April. So I just stepped, awesome. out, stepped out of like operations and all that at Ricks to put all my attention into the Osmerican Aces stuff and, yeah, pretty much just sports media and events is kind of how I see it, mainly focused around sports and business and yep. a little bit of nutrition as well coming. I've done a few podcasts banked and they're coming out soon. Oh, so you've banked them up already? Done five. We've heard the yeah, yeah, done some really good ones with Jess, Jessica Spenlove, my old dietitian nutritionist at the Giants. We've yeah. done, you know, al- that's pretty scary when we do the al- <laughs> well, ones about alcohol, alcohol, gut great. health. Um, I know you were talking about gut health, talk about that a bit, muscle mass, how to lose, well, you know, just all that kind of yeah. stuff. We did a survey and, and we got a heap of responses. Oh, so good. We talked to the people there. So, yeah, that's where it all started and, not, and it's been growing ever since and I love it and I can't wait to keep doing it. You mentioned because you've got that edge with the players, you know their stories, and we were actually talk, we were having this conversation a couple of days ago with a previous guest about the world's changed so much. So when you were playing AFL, you probably were media trained, and the answers you gave to the media when being interviewed and asking these generic questions. Now it's everybody wants the insight. Like we all want to know what goes on day to day behind the scenes, and it's cool that you can actually provide that unique perspective. Yeah, well, they're my friends. I've been like yeah. I come out of footy now, and a lot, my, a lot of my friends. I spent nine years in AFL, and it felt like ten because I was at Freo there in Perth there for another year, just hanging out with them all. They're all my very closest friends, so I'm just talking to my mates, and I yeah. know them really well. I know the industry really well, and it just I'm very you know lucky and grateful that a lot of people take interest into them. You know, the sometimes the best players you hear a lot of them. They're not boring, but sometimes they're not much, they don't give you much. But they're, they're well trained. Well, they're well trained because yeah. they have to be. I'm not saying the best, but it's more what I'm trying to say here is that there's a lot of funny bastards out there yeah, and a lot of players that need to tell their story that you don't know about. Uh, that might be because they don't play every week or they're, they're not the superstar on the team. And they've got some really exciting things going on behind the scenes. Like a Matt DeBoer, for example. Yeah. We could have told you he's going to be the most successful footballer to come out of footy. Now, he hasn't done it yet, but he's building it. And he'll yeah. give him five years and he'll be just killing it. Yeah. But we all knew that 10 years ago, you know, but you wouldn't, he wouldn't get the media attention of, say, like a Fifey when I was at Freo or whatever. And now I reckon you're starting to see a lot of people talk about what he's up to and athletic ventures and, and all the stuff he's done. That's what podcasts and all that allows you to do. Yeah, he would have got the female attention at the pubs. Good looking rooster, yeah, mate. Yeah, very good looking he's, boy. Yeah. He's tied up, so. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, mate, he's a rooster. He goes yeah. well, doesn't he? Yeah, well, I love that story about him getting robbed. Like, that's an absolute riffer. Yeah, he got robbed and chased him. He had a hammy, so he couldn't chase him, but he, he went through the process that you would as a yeah. as someone yeah. off the street, and the police were too slow, so he took it into his own matters and started tracking them down, and he found him, and he and he... I think he tackled him and got a bit of his DNA and they ended up taking that to the police station yeah, and then finding him. I don't want to steal the words out of his mouth because I'm pretty sure that's how, without any mayonnaise, I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. that's how it went. But he had him by the, he had him by the palms and he, he couldn't tackle him because he, he'd done his hammy and if he had a sprinted, he would have done it again and he was on a one-year contract. So he said, I had him, <laughs> yeah. I could have belted him, but he had to let him go. So yeah, yeah this guy's literally robbing him and he, he was looking into it. Shit. And he was, I think he took his card, so he's tracking his transactions and he got him at like a petrol station. And then once the transaction hit the phone, Bang straight to the uh, petrol station. Got the cameras. I think he smoothed his way out the back yeah. to look at the guy's head. He goes right. I've got his cameras and got his face now. And Crazy. but he's so just good. a weapon, Maddie. He's one of the one of the most intelligent, loyal guys. You uh, and the and the fiercest of competitors that I've I've ever played with. And mm. he would do anything for the boys. 
When did the penny drop for you that you wanted to go down this road? Because you had Ricks when you were at GWS, right? You, and Freo. Freo, yeah. Oh, I started Freo, when right. I was 21, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so I'm 29 now, so yeah. Shit, yeah. But when did it actually drop for you that you wanted to go down into this podcasting space? Because for us, like you mentioned, we saw you start to come out on things like the Sunday footy show where you came out as this kind of larrikin, this, yeah, like telling good. these funny stories, making everyone piss themselves laughing. And suddenly once you transitioned into podcasting, nobody was surprised. Well, the truth is I wasn't allowed to. I mean, yeah. the Fremantle Footy Club probably didn't allow us to do much of that stuff and I wasn't really dominating, so I didn't really get a chance. <laughs> and if you did, it was kind of like, hey, you know, worry about your footy. That's the truth. So you you wouldn't put yourself out there because if it meant that you're looking like you're, you know, going, I don't know, you just didn't want to, you didn't want to jeopardize your spot in the team or do anything that's going to bring attention to the coach yep. and then have him use it against you. That's the reality. But when I went to the Giants, it was the complete opposite. You know, they were just embracing everyone and they loved who you were. Yeah. I didn't get any, I mean, I was injured the whole time, but geez, I got to like be who I was. I mean, I always was who I was, but the public probably got a bit more yeah. of me because I was allowed to do it. They didn't care. They were like, yeah, yeah let's go do the footy show and carry on like a peanut. And I'm yeah. like, well, no worries. That's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. And you don't realize Melbourne media as well. Like Melbourne loves it. You know, I'm do. a Melbourne boy, but I didn't realize Melbourne loves the footy. And it, so, did, so did WA and Sydney, not so much. But you just, I couldn't believe that, like, you know, you do one little skit and bang, everyone still remembers it. And you go, yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, you can only imagine doing that 10 times and then going out and having a stinker on the weekend. You'd yeah. just cop it, wouldn't you? So oh, you I think one and done was good. But yeah, mate, it's just the Melbourne media. And yep. I think everyone loves their footy, which we love. And that's why it's the home of sport, Melbourne. We love it. We do. What's What's the hardest part about like, – so let's say you transition now fully. Oh, I'm just missing the boys. Yeah. I'm such a people person. I've been on my own a fair bit the last few years. That's hard. But even not so much at a footy, like now – because before you were full-time doing American, when you're trying to build that up – like we can vouch for this, like how you know how taxing and time consuming it can be. But for someone like yourself who's heavily involved in a business, what was that like trying to step out of something that kind of was your baby for a long time? Like you, you're kind of letting go of it. Like you mean at Ricks? Yeah, Ricks. Oh, Colin, my business partner, does a great job, so it wasn't too hard. I've kind of done as much as I can at Ricks as well. Yeah. Like if you if you know me, you know I I own Ricks and I've promoted the, promoted the <laughs> hell out of it. You know, if, you, if I haven't told you I own it or pumped my own sunglasses up, I, you know, you're living under a rock or you don't know me. So yeah. I kind of maximise everything there. So it wasn't a hard one to just to just step aside and keep the wheels turning. Cohen and the team we've got are doing a great job. We're heavily, I'm heavily involved still. Like we had mm. a meeting today talking about, you know, what we're ordering and reordering and topping up for next year. And there's, you know, Black Friday sale preparations going on. In fact, it might be on right now when this podcast comes out. So get online, <laughs> ricksiowa.com.au and check it out. In the but, show notes. Yeah, yeah, show notes. But yeah, like it doesn't stop. It's just that you're not in it. You're kind of at it and you're just on top of everything. And and it's good like that. It's, I mean, it's taken six years. And mind you, Cohen's still day-to-day working his ass off. I and mean, he does an, an amazing job. I always say he's the CEO now. He runs mm. it. You know, We're all accountable, but he's doing a fantastic job and allowing me to kind of step aside and do that. So it wasn't too hard at all. And the reality is, like, COVID was tough. We had a, we had a strategy that we were trying to grow into stores and we spent – you know, a large portion of cash for stores, stands, pot point of sale, all that kind of stuff. And then bang, you know, we're all locked up for two years because we were heavily already online. So we're, yeah. we're kind of, um, I mean, the positives are that I step out. I don't need a salary. Just keep some cash in the business, allow to do more parties like a bar Bambi and <laughs> yeah. all these events, you know, it allows, allows you to do more, you know, other things uh, and create budgets for events and whatever else. Mm. And then I can go put all my attention into something else and I try to build that up and, 
as we know, I talk about the Sunnies on there and it's kind of it's a nice little crossover as well. Yeah. So it's been good. Um, so it wasn't too hard. It wasn't too hard at all. But it's always hard starting something. Yeah. You know, the definitely. startup phase is hard. And mm. when you're on your own, like I'm I am emotional. Sometimes you need someone that can just go, oh, mate, just don't worry about all like the admin side of things. Like it just gets up on me where I'm just like, go, 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 go. Yeah. And I'm like, far out. What have I done here? I've got to come back and just make sure I just dot the I's and cross the T's here because I'm just go, go, go. So um yeah, building something up from the ground is hard. Mm. So I'd say that's probably what's hard. Yeah. Starting another project and then doing it all on your own. Bloody that was earth. what was probably hard. Yeah. Were you a footy like nuff growing up? Oh, like, did you yeah, love man. So you you like loved this because you hear oh. a lot of AFL players that they were good at it. But full nuffy. So yeah, I guess. <laughs> nah, what? not a full nuffy, but like I used to love the Dons. Like yeah. and Hurdy knows this. I've told him, but you know, the, the bombers, <laughs> the bombers were everything, probably till you know, when I'm talking when I was really young, like yep. really young. And then when you get really good at footy, you start to meet all these people, you know, and it yeah. starts to become like a bit weird. Mm. You know, you're kind of getting coached by them and they're coming down to sure. training and you're going, geez, that's the bloke that I've watched on TV for years and I'm in awe of. So um, when did it become a reality that you're going to very likely to be drafted, not just a high draft people be drafted? And were you, prior to that, were you always interested in business and building things up from the start? Nah, man, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I was an absolute peanut. Like, I just go to <laughs> just school. Just like us, that's right. I just go to school and just tell everyone, like, what are you going to do, mate? I'm like, oh, I fucking don't know, but I'm going to play footy. I was that set on footy. We, we said the same thing. Very, <laughs> that's one thing I don't know. Well, I don't know what they say. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I yeah. can guarantee you that's what I did. Yep. And it might, and maybe you got to do that. I don't know. You, you can balance yourself out. Mm. I was always like good student when I needed to be, but I, I wasn't a good student on paper because I kind of knew I was good at footy. What I didn't realize was like there's a direct correlation between being, you know, being consistent at everything. But I kind of just put all my eggs in the footy. I was so professional. You know, I miss heaps of parties. I, I gave up. I sacrificed heaps compared yeah. to all my mates. You know, I was sitting at home. Which school were you at? I went to Sleazen College in Sunbury for okay. four years and then went to EKC, uh, which is a public school just in um, in Essendon there. Gotcha. We've got a footy program. So oh, I went okay. from private to public. So not the op- a, the opposite I'm a hybrid, mate. I know yeah. everything. I'm yeah. a private, you're a private school, I'm with you. If you're public, I'm with you as well. Yeah. I'm well, we're, we were semi-private. So yeah. where, where do we fit in that? We were yeah. semi-private. Yeah. We weren't quite private. What is there? A semi? Is there, is yeah, there a middle? It's, well, it's, it's Pretending to be private, but it's, it's not. A, it's, it's a public school with blazers. Did you basically. wear a blazer and a tie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of that. Did you get the yellow cards and the red cards? All no, that we stuff? didn't. No. No. no, I went to a public school. Yeah. I went to a public school as well. The merit points. Yeah. But um, yeah, my, my mum and dad took me straight out of a public school and sent me straight Well, my there. old man always said, you just went to school to eat your lunch. And I think that's, <laughs> no, that's I, didn't just, I, I ate me lunch and played footy. So he's right. Oh, mate, schools, uh, I can't say it too too much, but I just think they need to change the subject. So that's yeah. boring. I used to love, mate, used to love PE, English. I probably should have done a bit better at that. Math was good. But, that you know, there's things that I wish that they taught us, even like how to buy a house and all that kind of oh, stuff. Mate, that's what, that's why, that's literally why we started this show. Like that was originally our first 20 episodes was whinging about. It's changed a bit. Coming, it's <laughs> yeah, changed, it's changed a bit. I mean, who but, knows now? Yeah. I've got my little cousin Jimmy. He's a ripper and he tells me what they do at school. And I go, oh, that's good. Like they're doing, you know, they're talking about the stock market. Yeah. It's, just a, it's probably changed. But yeah. I just didn't like school that yeah. much. I couldn't sit still. And I just used to love, I just used to love just Karen. Like always <laughs> positive. Like I just used to love laughing. <laughs> with me mates in class i was just always just getting distracted and the yeah. only way i do work is if my mate wasn't there and i was like on my own and i'm like bro i've got to get the textbook out here and i've just got <laughs> nothing to, else to do i've got to get to work and then if i got to work i'd just zone in yeah. and i just get through it all and i'd be like oh it's like meditation when you get going 100 yeah well being the funny guy like is it has that become is that natural to you being the larrick is it like we, we listen to your podcasts and you listen to other podcasts with you on them and you hear a few stories and you go fuck like 
do people try their hardest to be funny or is that just part oh, of who you are? Probably like, who I am. I've always been called a clown. Uh, let me, um, <laughs> where I'm from, the Riddles Creek community is amazing. Like I've got a lot of uh, a lot of close friends growing up and played footy there. And a yep. lot of my close mates, old, like their dads coached me in footy and they're just characters. And I just couldn't be more grateful for where I've grown up. It was, you know, it's still Metro Riddles Creek, but geez, it's close to country. And mm. we used to do, we used to have such a great time growing up. But, you know, we just... We just played sport, carried on, brutally honest. You know, your old man, your your mate's old man would be with you, and you know you wouldn't want it any other way. And we just, you know, we it's just the way it was. So when you went to, I guess that's just who we are. And as you get closer to the city, they're probably not used to, even though we're not country, we're probably a bit more of a larrikin than they, probably mm. more serious. Um, and yeah, I think you just got to be yourself a little bit. And I haven't really changed much. I, I like to, you know, I'd, I'd hate to say that I went and played footy and then come out a different bloke. I've always, you always remember where you're from. And yeah. it's actually a true story. I, my junior coach, Mel Tobin, he runs Tobin Brothers. He goes, all right, Mel, he loves his cars and that. But he he coached me when I was a youngster and he said when I got drafted, he said, don't fucking forget where you come from. And I said, I wouldn't. And he goes, here's your magnet. And he gave me the magnet that he used to put on the board front of 12s and 14s. Yeah, I chucked it in my wallet and I had it for, I had it for like 12, I had it for like 10, no, I had it for wow. about 10 years. One day I saw him and he goes, you fucking don't forget where you come from. And I said, I'll never get, I'll never forget where I come from. And he goes, yeah, I know, I'm just checking in. And I said, hey, look at this. And I go open my wallet and I said, have a fucking look at that. And it had like Tom.s and he, he nearly started crying. Probably nearly rubbed out as well. You it know. was half rubbed out. And I said, I don't fucking forget where I come from. And I showed him that and he, he nearly started crying. Was, That's a I, great story. Yeah, it was good. Because I kind of probably waited 10 years for him to ask me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. We, we were telling you off air, we just did a podcast two days ago with Cam Sinclair and Bilko. And we went to his childhood home, Bilko's childhood home, to do the pods. So it was like all his memorabilia was up everywhere. And anyway, we had a great chat with them. Then we went to the pub after for dinner. So literally the local pub that and talk about being humbled. Like these blokes walk in and every like their their jerseys are on the wall and helmets are here, there and everywhere. And well, every, well, they're superstars in America. They're superstars worldwide. But it's funny, all the people in the pub, they knew who they who they were, but they just so just like Bilko's come back from the States and they've gone, hey, mate, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. And then just sat down, couldn't give a fuck. Like, but these blokes, they will never forget where they come from. They're so grounded. They're so, you know, giving hugs to the to the staff and to everybody in the pub, knows their names. Like that was just a, like for us, it was just a good lesson to kind of sit there and sit back and just go, fuck, like that is the definition of being humble. Yeah, 100%. And oh, we don't like those blokes that aren't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, yeah. So I mean, it's good. It's good. You, you, but you can't get a head, you can't get a big head. And, and being in an AFL environment, you you get found out if you are. You know, you're in a you're, you're group amongst what, say forty five or whatever. There's on a list. If there's a bloke full of himself, he'll get found out. Yeah. Sooner or later. You you've know? noticed that a lot with some of like well, as, you, as your career went on and the draftees that came through. Not you, really. I mean, no. they, they wouldn't really. I think it's different. The young, mm. the kid, they come in really young. You yeah. Know? And they're all guns. But if anyone's wobbling their head around and carrying on, you, you just wouldn't see it. You know, because mm. generally internally, your standards are completely opposite yeah. to what the, me, the media is pumping up. Who kicked the goals? Yeah. Who had thirty? Where you're doing a review and you're re- you're not reviewing that. You're reviewing who had the most tackles, yep. smothers, shepherds, dummy leads, fucking chase from behind. It's like all that stuff is what you're looking at internally. Everyone knows who kicks the goals, but as long as you're yeah. winning, and that's kind of what we know. So 
Nah, there wasn't many of them that I come across. I was That's lucky. Yeah, yeah, nah, you, as I said, you wouldn't get picked up if you got a bit of attitude yeah. problems. I don't yeah. think so. It's too hard to get drafted. They wouldn't make that mistake. Yeah. So I was lucky. Yeah, I don't have it. Didn't have anyone like that. A lot of, man, that's the thing. That's why we do the podcast. All the boys do, they're just amazing people. And the community just gets such a rise out of seeing, you know, like I, I was no star, but I just knew the impact that certain players had on others. And, and you just see the impact, you know, like even Aaron Sanderland's down in East Fremantle. Like he's one of the greatest humans you'll meet, you know. He's a quiet guy, but he, he's just the nicest bloke who'll do anything for yeah. anyone. But you just see these kids and I can only imagine being, you know, when you're a little... <laughs> oh, like, mate. When you're a kid, it's like everything's bigger, isn't it? And um, I was one of the biggest nuffies there was. Oh, but like, it, I used to be scared of Fraser Garrick. Yeah, oh, yeah. you can imagine. Yeah. But like, you know, when you go to... A, the school and do a visit and you're doing a clinic or whatever and you just see every kid just smiling and yeah i mean it's nothing better than yeah. making people happy yeah so that's the coolest thing about what afl brings to the community and and players yeah do a great job of it and that's what it's all about isn't it well big ross the boss he's back he is back isn't he he's i can't back. believe it actually I, well, yeah were you shocked at that yeah, a little bit because we got a bit of mail that he was comfortable in the real estate game and yeah. he wouldn't go back. And um, yeah, you, your your stepdad heard a bit of that. Can't too. share those stories on nah, air. Maybe no, I'll no. <laughs> yeah, so he's back and he's. I just heard that Brennan Goddard's there yeah. and Nikki Dale's there. I mean, I love it. Bring yeah, all great. those blokes back and good luck to Ross. You know, he hasn't won a flag yet. He knows mm. that. Everyone knows that. He's been close. Good luck to him. But yeah, I'm surprised. I just didn't think he'd come out of the media. The media gig looked good. He's, did, everyone yeah. loves him in the media. Must, so. be, must be pretty comfortable in those media roles too, you know. They, they're talking about the game they love without, I guess, the stress, you know. Like, oh, yeah. It's easy in the stands. Yeah. Even, you know, you sit there. As a supporter, just, it is. Yeah. It looks easy in the stands. It's not that easy. But yeah, I mean, interested to see what kind of game plan he, you know, he comes out with. He's one of the biggest geniuses on the defensive side of things. I think yeah. I'm really interested to see what kind of offense he brings. When was the last time you spoke to him? When you hear the name Ross Lyon, what emotion does it trigger through you? Oh. <laughs> does it, do you still have that little bit of fear? Or does it... He was hard on me. He was hard on me. <laughs> he was hard on me. It's kind of a love-hate relationship, Ross. Yeah. It was an interesting one. I think I used to love hanging – like if we were at a hotel having a dinner, he's just a different person, you know. He's actually very lovable. But then, geez, he'd give me a spray as a, with the coaching hat on. What do you so, think, um, if you think back, what do you think frustrated him the most about you? Like, no, what, if you if you were to get under his skin, what do you think it could have been? Fuck, probably because I wasn't hard enough. I don't know. Probably not one of those Lenny Hayes types. I was an outside. <laughs> oh, true. He loves Lenny. I was yeah. an outside player. I don't know. I couldn't tell you, mate. Like, a, a, a different beast. I, a, who knows? You know, he does have his favourites. You know, he yeah. loves his favourites. It's the it's the he he's got his ten, and then he. He uh, he loves some. He just loves some players, and then he just grinds on players, you know. But he got the best out of me. I'm not going to yeah. say. I'm not going to say. His defensive mechanisms are some of the best you'll see. And I mean, I, I know a lot about footy because of Ross. Yeah, I, like I could play wing and half back and see a lot of the game. And I'd speak to other players at other clubs and went to the Giants, and they've got like no idea what I'm talking about. Really? Wow. Yeah, and 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 that's just more the defensive side of things. But if yeah. you flip it, their offensive mind is completely different. They just go, you know, they Ferrari when they're up. And yeah. No, nah, Ross was just, he, you know, he's just he's just ruthless. He was hard. He's, you know, I think the the thing that got really hard at the end was probably just the repetitiveness and mm -hmm. the the same messaging and new year new and when we started losing it got a bit like oh I've heard this before and it's a new player now and he's grinding. You know, I just, yeah, like I think it was a bit repetitive. Yeah, uh, okay. And when we were losing, we lost 10 games in a row after being, you know, minor premiers. Yeah, I forget about that. And then we yeah. just, we changed our game plan a little bit and I don't know, by the end of it, I just had enough. Mm. I think we all did. <laughs> Is that story true about, I heard Mick Barlow share it about. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> can, can you come on? Can you, can you share it? That's a goal. That's a piss up. 
Well, I can tell you now, yeah. He was all right. He loves a drink. Um, we all do. <laughs> we used to have respect. To, what is it? Oh, we just used to say, let's make smart. It was a smart choices meeting. Yeah. <laughs> they used to sit us down. It was like we are at school. And they'd say, right, how many drinks you going to have in the buy? You know, how many nights in the piss? But Matthew Pavlich played his 300th game. I, got, I, I was in that game. I actually played well. Yes. Was that? Wait. What? Oh, no, I'm Against thinking Geelong. of. Geelong. Yeah, okay, I'll yeah. The sealer. Travi yeah. Varco, don't worry about it. <laughs> Just get the footage up. Right. We'll get the footage up for that, mate. Did you get a vote that day? <clears throat> nah, no votes. <laughs> Kick the sealer. I thought, fuck, I'm sweet for next, you know, bye. Then I'll be playing the next game. Is that on your hinge profile by any chance? <laughs> that, that, that sealer? Yeah, the sealer. <laughs> I, should, I should actually put it up. I might get a match. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, no, so we played Geelong, Pavs 300th, and we all went out and got absolutely hammered in Subiaco. It was one of the greatest nights. We had to buy next week, so why wouldn't you? And then we had training on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we had the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, and then back in Monday. So then you had the, we had a chat after the, I think it was on the Monday or Wednesday, whatever, like, you know, look after yourself, see you Monday. One of my mates, Viv Mitchy, I don't care if I name him because the truth is he got delisted. Oh, no, he got traded to Melbourne. And he was over and they had a buy as well. We said, come back to Frio, stay at ours and we'll catch up. It's really hard to catch up when you're in season. And when mm. he come over, like he's one of our closest mates, we just could not help ourselves. So um, <laughs> he got in Thursday, but all the boys were excited Wednesday. Yep. So we all went to raffles and I was a bit unders because I was a bit sick actually. I felt a bit average and I was like, fuck, I'll go for a few beers. So I had six beers. And then Thursday, Viv rocks up, had dinner with him. We had a few reds, went out, it's pretty dead, went home. Friday night, there's this place called Ginger and it just used to go off. And we ran into all the boys we played seconds with and, mate, biggest, like, just, you know, just a great night. Yeah, big night. Heaps of beers, drinks, more vodkas than that, you know. And then Saturday night was Lockie Neal's 21st. 21st, wow. So clearly I was there. We had a massive one, you know, lock as you would, 21st. Sunday, cruising. Monday, the voice was a bit croaky. And he's up, he's up there and he just, you know, straight into it. Like, let's have a look at some ball movement. Bang, I've kicked this ball off the line. I've sprayed it. Mick Barlow's open side. Got a man beat. I've put it on the wrong side of him. He goes, where should you put it? And I said, oh, I didn't put it under there. And he goes, what's wrong with your voice? And I said, oh, mate, nothing. And he's like, how many nights did you have in the piss? And I just went, oh, my, my heart sunk. And I went, fuck. And Matt DeBall was with me on Wednesday. And because he's in the leadership group, I'm like, Fuck. Mm. Matty was with me when this is how quick my brain goes. I'm like, Matty was with me Wednesday. I was with everyone Saturday for Pavs prior, and everyone was at Lockie Neal's. I'm like, that's three. That's I'm three. I'm like, I'm fucked. And I'm like, two, you know? Oh, no, so I almost said three. Like, three? And he's like, what nights did you go? Oh. No, it was two. And I'm like, what nights did you go? I'm like, oh, Lockie Neal's 21st. And, and he's like, we're going to look into that. And then he just kept going and I'm like, fuck, man, what have I done here? And then I'm like, started passing out a bit. And then he's done this like, hang on a second, let's all just fucking stand up. And he, yeah, he just stood up, everyone. He goes, let's stand up over here if you've had zero nights on the piss, one night, two nights and three nights. And I'm going, you're fucking kidding. Fuck. So I was oh. on three and so was Matty Tabernar and I think Max Duffy. And uh, a couple of other blokes that were staff members. A bit of respect for them. Wow, good <laughs> and, on him. Uh, good we, on him. Yeah, we just, I looked around. I went, oh, no, I'm in trouble here. And he goes, and he just ripped in. And I can't, you know, it was pretty funny you know, Funny now. I'm looking at blokes in one going, you're fucking kidding me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're in one. I was with you on three. I was with, you got three at least and you're in one. I mean, go to two at least, yeah. you know. And then, uh, yeah, it was a week of hell, mate. It was a week of hell. I couldn't believe the amount of... Um, that's a solid, solid few days, mate. Well done. Well, it wasn't like it was Saturday. <laughs> no, it was it was Saturday 
Wednesday, but mainly Friday. Yeah. It was a Friday, Saturday. It was yeah. a, the, you know, it was a buy. It shouldn't matter. Anyway. No, it shouldn't, should it? Train the house down Monday, but um, yeah, no, well, it was. Well, being the best runner at Frio too, shouldn't be. Got to be excited. Hadn't had a drink all year, but yeah, it's. Uh, but this is why it's funny because he pulled me up inside and I was still on his tape with Brett Kirk, and he goes, <laughs> goes, hey, mate, <laughs> did you have a drink? Were you at pubs? I go, yeah. He goes, how many did you have? And I'm like. Well, I had a few. He goes, were you pissed? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, mate, was coach happy? Tick. Player happy? Tick. Mate, what about Wednesday night? Uh, and I'm like, well, I only had six. He goes, oh, six. You had eight. He goes, coach happy? Mate, coach happy? Tick. Player happy? Tick. He goes, what about Lockie Neals? And this is where I'm like, fuck. I go, he goes, how many did you have? And I'm like, no, nah, not that many. He's like, how many did you have? I'm like, no, nah, like four or five. And he's like, he goes, player happy? He goes, you were happy, weren't you? Tink. He goes, coach happy? He goes, you didn't have five, did you? You had more. I'm like, yeah, I was pissed. He goes, pissed. Tick. He goes, coach happy? Coach not happy. <laughs> bang. Like smacked the whiteboard and the magnets went on my head. And he goes, who do you think you are? Gary Ablett doesn't drink. You think he'd be going out three nights on the piss? What, what, what's Kirky doing in that situation? Kirky was just, just sitting like... there like, what the fuck's going on in here? And yeah. I'm thinking, fuck, I'll shit myself. That's oh, man, it went on all week. And then we had to do the vote again. And fucking great. There's a bit of grey area with the Pavs night and a few other nights. And he goes, mate. And if there was another night on the piss, well, you'd be fucking out of here. And oh. I'm going, oh, no, I had another two nights on the piss. <laughs> <laughs> and we, going, we, fuck, it's only my second, second or third year. Like, I was just, I had no idea. Making so your way. Were you playing, though, like, regularly? Like, yeah, I, I know you played, said you played the that. Sealer, mate, I had 18 kick one. I was playing well. I was actually <laughs> playing off just freedom and, like, just, you know, I didn't even think when I went out there. It was just, like, raw ability. It was good. You know, he's a character. He's good. I mean, high standards and that. I just I just was so young and raw and yeah. that, that was a big, that was a big way. Wake up call. Yeah, for sure. Right, you can't be doing that. Like we drank, you know, too many nights on the piss. But yeah, well, that was the scary one because I actually had five nights on the piss. And when he said you, and, I, and that's what I was wigging out about. I couldn't give a fuck about the three. I'll cop the punishment. I was like, what about the fourth and the fifth? So I was, no one knew as well because Viv was in town. And um, yeah, we can tell it now. We can tell it to everyone. I yeah. couldn't give a fuck. But uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> I was wigging out and it was, a good, it was a good week. I mean, nothing changed. But what happened was the next week I got dropped and I hadn't seen my family all year and we're playing in Melbourne because I wasn't getting a game earlier. So my old man's going, oh, mate, we've got the whole family coming down. We can't wait to see you. We've got everyone coming. You know, can you get us 12 tickets? And I said, no worries. And I called him back. I said, mate, I've been dropped. <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean? I go, man, I fucked up. I was on the piss. I had too many nights on the piss. He goes, mate, what are you doing? I go, I don't know, man. I fucking hell, I didn't think I'd get caught. And he goes, you idiot. And then my phone rang. Ross Lyons calling me and he goes, oh. mate. <laughs> so he goes, T-Train. Oh. T-Train. What the fuck? And he goes, mate, there's been a grey area. Apparently everyone was at Pavs and they didn't count it, so they were standing in two. So you were standing on your own in three. So we're going to do a recount, pack your bags, you're playing the dogs, you're in. Oh. I went, okay, no worries. He goes, mate, you got to be – look, mate, if, if you see blokes you're drinking with, you can put your hand up and say, mate, well, you know, hold them accountable. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to fucking do that in my head. I'm going to take one for the boys. Because I took, I took bullets for the boys. I took yeah. bullets for about 12 of them, right? Good and on I you. just sat there and went, fucking – but obviously I had a few extra nights. Did you get the so tickets for the fam? Got the tickets. Yeah, good. And uh, this just shows you what AFL is. It's a roller coaster. I get to Melbourne. I'm thinking I'm fucking sweet. Just after half time, I get the red vest. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. Drop the next week. I mean, it doesn't stop. But I was actually going all right. So 
that was the week of hell. And Mick, Mick Barlow alluded to it. And um, I could put more mayonnaise yeah, on yeah, it. But, I, you know, I've kind of moved on from those days. They're funny to talk about. But, yeah, that was uh, the reason I got off, actually. The reason I got off, Max Duffy's manager, I hear, he copped it. Because oh, he, really? he, he was in a sling. He did his, he did his shoulder. Oh. And he was on the three nights in the piss as well. Oh. And he gave him a barrel. <laughs> and he said, fucking you. <gasps> yeah, he gave it to him. And I think his manager said, well, you know, what I heard was he called up and said, well, you need to do that thing again. Because I heard 20 blokes were out in the piss. Yeah. And then <laughs> apparently, you know, it comes around and, uh, yeah, that everyone was out in the piss. So yeah, it's like, oh, it. let's scrap it and let's that's just so roll good. out. Yeah, that's uh, that's what happened. But you know, good learning, and he's right. I mean, he was right. It was good. He kind of wasn't good actually. That was a terrible week. But um, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, that's the that's the truth behind that story. It's a ripper. Well, I want to ask before we get into the fans' questions, we've got a couple that we want to ask you. I want to ask for one more Tommy Sheridan classic story because this is one of my favourites, and I know you've spoken about it on your podcast, but the Falls Festival. Oh, the Falls Festival with Clarkie. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, I didn't really, it didn't really affect me until the next day. But yeah, we just that would have happened after all this mm. shit I just told you. So yeah, I was in the high risk category, mm. <laughs> and so was Clarkie. So, Big boy, Clarkie. Archie saw him at. He, got, he was going to my gym for a while. I, I was like, wow. Clarkie's a monster. Yeah, yeah. loved it. Loved it. Loved the drink. Did he? Yeah. Probably. Oh, ho- so probably can hold a few. Yeah, he can. He's a big man. He hates me talking about him as well. He goes, because we've got a WhatsApp group, and he goes, fucking, can you stop telling these stories? I'm trying to start a business and that. I'm going, mate, no one cares, mate. They love it. Well, goes, we could fix Doss up at the gym. Big man, shout out to Body Fit Spearwood. He's just started a business with Alex Pierce. They're doing his oh, right. Yeah, he's a fit Reed Clarky. So, yeah, he's just over in WA now. So, okay. he moved back over there, and he's doing good things. So, we we'll shout that out. And anyone out there in the area, get down and support him because – it's all about signing up, joining in, and you've got an AFL ruckman. They work harder than anyone, so you're in safe hands. But, um, yeah, we went to Falls Festival. You don't realise how tall he is until you walk around <laughs> him in public. Like at a footy club, I've got him, Aaron Sandilands, John Griffin. you got yeah. all the Fords. You're just used to it. Yep. Fucking hell. You go to Falls Festival, one out with Clark, you can walk around. He looks like a giraffe. Like we called him a giraffe. We call him a giraffe. He's that tall. Yeah, the last night we just went out in the piss and he tried to tackle me and literally nothing in it. He slipped and he's like, oh, I've hurt my knee. And we're going, fucking get on with it, mate. And then the next day, I just remember waking up in the um, tent. You know when you wake up and it falls and it's just steaming hot. That's the worst. You go to bed freezing. I was probably there that year, actually. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know what year it was, but you go away freezing and then you wake up and you're just steaming hot. And I just remember going, clackers, how's your knee? And he's like, mate, it's fucked. And I'm like, give me a look. It was really swollen, really swollen. And I started panicking a bit. I'm like, mate, are you going to be all right? Like, I don't really know anything about knees. I go, is that, is that bad? He's like, I don't, I don't know. And then I don't know what he did, PCL or something. But yeah, he'd done a, done a pretty bad knee. And it came out in the media. Like, it shouldn't have come out in the media. They should, have, they should have kept it under wraps. I think he did all the right things, told all the right people. Who are you with? And I'm fucking with him, obviously. Oh, I've done nothing shit. wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you're so, actually behaving at this stage. But yeah, I was telling the boys that I, I, I kind of hurt my calf when I went for a run the night before. So I just didn't do the rest of my program to the fourth. So I had to leave on the third. New Year's, you know, you've got a so short This is pre-season, around. yeah. Well, pre-season. And Ross yeah. Lyon is just, he's crazy about about time trials. Yeah. Like he's, really? um, he's a, oh mate, anyone that's playing for St Kilda right now, good luck to you. <laughs> and you you're, but hear, you're a weapon. Uh, I'm a weapon at it. But geez, this year was like, it was all grit. Like I, I hadn't trained because... 3K are like, gee whiz. It's a hard test because how do you get better 3K at times? Well, you run to them, you know. When you're doing footy training, you're not training for a 3K. But he was just so big on them. And, you know, when you run a quick one, you're going to beat it the next year. And I just kept beating them. But, geez, I was training like that hard to beat them. Yeah. 
And it just got harder and harder. And this would have been like third or fourth year. So Can you, quickly off the top, what's your best? 957, I think it was at draft camp. Wow. And I was always like a 1006 on grass. Yeah. You got to remember, this is after off season. And we're not training for 3Ks. We're training to be AFL players. Exactly so right. it's hard. And uh, yeah, we come back. And I just remember like Clarkie couldn't compete. A few people were pulling out. I was like to my physio, mate, I don't think I can do this. Like I'm actually tight in my calf. Like if I do it, I'll just be injured and out for three or four weeks. Like he's like, mate, you've got to do it. And he's like a good mate of mine, a physio. And I was like, mate, he's like, mate, trust me, you've got to do this. He goes, there's a few conversations behind closed doors. And if you don't, beat your time you're in trouble and i'm like fuck are you serious <laughs> wow and, just, and this is your mate the physio saying this yeah like. well he's just he would have been in the medical meeting and he's like mate because it would have just said like oh he wouldn't have done it now they always trusted me but it was just more like well if they're going to go out of falls let's see if they've trained and i think we did that yeah we ended up ch- changing the oval which is a disaster because you're like the same oval because it's just it takes away the very if it's a, you know it's like a, yeah. it's like at flemington mate you're running in a good four or a heavy nine like yeah. you just want the same track yeah. so it's consistent yeah Anyway, we ran around um, Fremantle and I think 16 blokes went backwards and there was only like three blokes that went forwards and I beat me time. <laughs> and he goes, everyone stand over here if, you, if you've beaten your time and stand over there if you haven't. And it was like no one standing next to me. And I was just looking him in the eyes like, yeah, you know it. Yeah, what a, how good would that feel? <laughs> well, it didn't feel good. I had anxiety the whole yeah. fucking way and I was running like oh. my life depended on it. But just beat me time by I think two seconds or something, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't blow up in the first like click well, like I don't just know. it was more like, just i was just i was just tight you know i yeah. just didn't want to injure myself but i mean just because the anxiety of beating the time oh and, that's yeah. what i mean that's what i don't miss like the anxiety around like the anxiousness around 3k's let alone what you know just the look of it, it, it the, the optics of me just being associated with a freak injury like he literally mm. slipped on yeah. the, on a dewy hill it falls as you know you where you're just sitting there at the food bit area like it was just a freak incident but it just sounded so sus you go how did clarky do his knee yeah. he slipped i'm like what do you mean he sleep? Like it would, you'd think that he had me on his shoulders and he was carrying yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish he did so we could just say that happened <laughs> yeah. because it wasn't the case. For the next two years, boys would be like, come on, none the piss. Come on, tell us what happened. Okay, that's what happened. Like yeah. I literally wouldn't lie to you. So I'd tell you the truth. Yeah, so that's the that's the Falls Festival with big clackers. I love that one. <laughs> who, who, who are some of your favourite players to to share the locker room with? Oh, man, where do you start? I love even the coaches. Like it just, I don't miss it. I, I miss everyone. Yeah. I love the people in the locker room. I loved all the people upstairs. I used to just love everyone, property stewards. They're yeah. always legends. Mass, you know, you go get a massage two or three times a week. You get to see those people. Some of them are in and out of the building. Some of them work full time. I was actually the property steward down at the Saints for a couple of years. Yeah? Yeah. Well, mate, they're, the, they're like, you know, you talk about when you're having a good day or a bad day. They're mm. the ones that are always there. And, you know, big shout out to Paulie Salos at, uh, at Freo. He's, you know, he does it all. He's yeah. still there. There's a lot of people that, Look, I'm very grateful for my time. At, you know, everyone always says, you know, you were hard done boy or whatever, but it doesn't really matter. Like it is what it is. Mm. And I'm very lucky to have squeezed nine years out and then progress into whatever I'm doing yeah. now. And as I said, you know, you ask about all these stories like, you know, Ross Lyon's got a, you know, he, he's a character. So everyone loves his stories, but some of them are great. Some of them are hard, but you move on, you know. Yeah, and, for sure. And a spray's good. It's good now that you're done because it's quite funny. All the boys love talking about a spray. And yeah. At the time, it's the worst thing in the world. But now you kind of go, well, fuck, that's pretty funny. Yeah, 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 I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty grateful that actually happened. Yeah. Now I can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, now you've got podcast good story. Do you want to grab those? Uh, we know you've got to move pretty soon. So we'll we'll just ask a couple of the questions, Tommy. The Why are you getting the really... questions up as well? Well done on Bossy. I thought Glenn Boss was fantastic. Wasn't I, he? You listen? Yeah, I've seen all the clips and I'm going to listen to the full podcast. But I just love the way he speaks. I've been watching him closely on TV. And good that, bloke, mate. He, he looks like an absolute ripper. Mate, he's a legend. He's an absolute ripper. 
Um, you go first, mate. So right. you got the Instagram. How many did you get? Two. <laughs> we, uh, lit- we literally got two. We literally, I'm just checking now. Yeah, we got two, but we'll cut Dude, that out. So, yeah, mate, the questions have absolutely flown in. So we've only, <laughs> we've only, we've only, got, we've only got time for two today. Um, but this is a good one because this is one of our good mates. So he his Instagram handle for this is WMJ underscore AFL Guernsey. So he loves his Guernseys. He collects Guernseys. No, he's, he's not going to ask for a jersey, is he? <laughs> well, not the first part of the question. What is your favourite Guernsey you've ever worn? Oh, nice. Uh, oh, well, I've only worn two. Freo have a heap. Freo oh, are like the kings. The yeah. Like, like yeah. the Starlight. Like, is there a specific Guernsey? Oh, you can't go past the purple, man. I reckon the Starlight games are pretty great. They were yeah. pretty cool. Were they, they the ones with the little yellow stars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Indigenous jumpers are really cool. Uh, they're always designed by someone special and they had a good meaning behind them. So, yeah. Did you ever get the anchor? Did you ever? I don't, I don't think I ever got to wore the anchor. Ah. I never got the retro round when I was there. Well, he actually sent me a text on the side. He said, mate, ask Tommy about there's this light blue training Guernsey. He actually sent me a photo of you. Oh, in no, it, oh he's talking about training as well. No, well, he just said any Guernsey. Yeah, yeah. there's been some cool designs. It's funny. You know, when I was a, <laughs> when I was a kid growing up, I used to see Essendon and they change all their jumpers and you wanted all the mixtures. But when yeah. you're at a club, you just don't care because they just – you just take them off. In comes Paulie, puts them in the bin, washes them. You got a new <laughs> yeah. colour the next day. Yeah. You know? Well, what well he, the, Will is his name. Good friend of the show. So oh. big shout out to Will. But Great, he, he loves Guernseys, and he just asked. He said, "Mate, just ask Tommy if he's got one of those light oh, blue Giants ones lying around. And if so, can he?" He said the word "express" post them to him. Oh, so. the Giants one. Yeah, yeah I've done well, a press conference in America. One, I've got a photo got, of that one. That's one. Yeah. He sent me the photo. He said, "Ask Tommy." Tell him that. I love him, and I, I would if I could. I don't even have one, so right, okay. I mean, they're, they're, well, hard, they're, they're very tough to get. You know, what the they end are. Of the, guess how many jumpers you get at the end of the year when you play footy? None. Two. Do you? Really? Yeah, and you generally don't give them away because you don't get no. them. Yeah. Well, so if anyone's listening that's got them. Hit up Will. We'll put the uh, uh, Insta up. What's the other question? Uh, next question. Gagey68. Any chance Tommy will buy Washington Commanders with Ricks being the main sponsor? That's very funny. Yeah, Washington Commanders, they're uh, about to get bought out by Jeff Bezos or Bezos. Oh, race. really? Yeah, it's the rumor. Bit Amazon. So, uh, a bit of Amazon action. And they need some new leadership because they're, they're, they're under all kinds of uh, speculation, I, I hear, from uh, Schefter, the guy that reports on the NFL. Very good by him. NFL fan. And we've got the San Fran fan over here. Who can't, can't get out of it. Uh, yeah, we got to no, do, the, do the, You guys do the washing or what's going on over here? <laughs> we don't do it together. <laughs> no. yeah. You just nah. not an NFL man. No, nah, I'm w- Wizards in the basketball. I love my NBA, but yep. not NFL. I need a team. I've been trying to get into it, but I need a team. But I don't know who to follow. Like I was going to go to the Saints because – you know, I was a St Kilda support. Oh, I am a St Kilda supporter. So you're say. a Saints man. So, you, you're, so you're going to be ro- Rossi's no, back in the house. Yeah, but, but tell Tommy what you did Mate, a couple I, weeks fe- ago. I fell out of... Talk about what a nuffy you were, actually. Yeah. I used to be a massive nuffy when I was like 15. I was like fucking fat as fuck and I just... <laughs> I actually, I'll cut this out. I'll cut this next sentence No, don't out. cut it out. But, but, cut it out. No, no, it's no, more, no. more editing yeah. for you, boys. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Well, I was, a real, I was a real nuff, mate. I used to follow him around the country. And, but as I lost weight, I started playing footy again. I really got into footy and I'm like, you know what? I just fell out of love with AFL. I didn't watch it anymore. I used to go watch the Saints. I used to get belted every week. Fucking back in those days. We'd, oh yeah. Yeah, just and I used to, mate. It didn't matter if they got belted by seventy points. I'd sit there till the end, and then basically for the last three years, I'm just like, nah, I'm done with it. But each year, the, sh- the automatic membership comes out of my bank account. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. And this year, I'm like, not this year. It's not happening. So I rang them and said, I'm cancelling. You wouldn't believe what day it was. It was literally about an hour after Brett Rat- after the news of Brett Radden got the ass. So. They said, is there any particular reason you're cancelling this membership? <laughs> I said, nah, to be honest, I just don't go to the games anymore. And that was that was it. So, so. you're done. 
I'm done paying wages for players. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you specifically said to me, I don't want to pay for Zane Cordy's contract. <laughs> no, I did not say that. I did not say that. I did not say that. That'll be good. I reckon that'll no, be good. I'm only joking, mate. They've got, they got a good list. And, uh, you know, Lenny Hayes is back in the building. Yeah. How was he, he to work for? Oh, mate, he was amazing. He was my midfield coach at the Giants. Yeah, he's the nicest bloke. I mean, he's just awesome. And mate, I reckon they'll go, they'll go I, right. I just like watching footy. I don't like being enough. Like, I just don't – I just don't – if they win or they lose, it doesn't affect me. Like he starts crying or carrying on or screaming. Yeah, with you the go for again, dogs, doggies. Yeah, yeah so the doggies boys training today actually. Yeah, really? yeah Libra and that are going to come on the potty. We just oh, run nice. into each other. Really, really. Yeah, Libra and Brucey. That's right. Juice. Well, there was rumours. Juice did a medical at the D's actually during There's the. There's a lot pressing. of rumours going around in there. Yeah, yeah. so well, I, hope, I hope we don't lose him. We see Bont all the time around here. You can't away. leave. You can't so, leave now. Anyway, you're sweet. Now yeah. on your pod. Tommy, you are very generous to the guests and you always, you know, no one leaves empty-handed. So we decided, fuck, what could we give Tommy as mm. a bit of a present? So this is a bit of a throwback. It's a bit of an inside And joke. a thank you. Yeah. So a big thank you. Now, you've got caps uh, as a sponsor. We don't have caps, but uh, what was this Vista print? <laughs> yeah. Does this, do you remember this one, Tommy? <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Just describe, describe what you're looking at. <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you remember the, tr- the truth is, I've got to put on the camera. The truth is, I said, boys, we're going to do the aces on the straight, use of the man. You've done, and by the way, great work. Hey, did you enjoy that? We loved, loved it, mate. Loved we fun. need some more sport. We'll get you back out there soon. And um, it's good fun. I said, boys, you've got to organise the jumpers and the hats. So you're rolling around the G and you look in the grass. And you, and I remember I said, I said, get black and white. And, and one of you sent me a photo and I went, that hat is shit ass. <laughs> I think specifically your words where it looks like my ass. <laughs> well, you know what? The my worst, ass looks better than that. The worst thing is, Tommy, that, that was that was what they went as black. That was black to them. Like we yeah. ordered black and white and we just oh, – uh, anyway, your man, Cam, Cam's print. Cam print. Yeah. If anyone needs their printing work oh, done, good he's the That's man. not his stuff. That's uh, not his stuff. That's but, um, stuff. Yeah, you got the hoodies and the yeah. hoodie look great. I need to grab one of them actually. Yeah. So, we love him, mate. Yeah, that's so. funny. And I, I, that is, uh, I thought it was a titleless hat before. I go, I can't wear that. I've got clutching car. I've got to support. But this is this is funny. You don't have to take it home, mate, because we love the memory of it. But if you want it, mate, it's yours. I'll leave it. With, I'll leave it. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might. You thought you might. The stitching is just beautifully done on the inside there. <laughs> oh, Look at that. That's, how good is that's that? That's quality. That's, that's no caps, is it, mate? Well, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. No worries. No worries. Don't make me look like an idiot on social media. I don't we won't, mate. We, right. we, that's just... how we are. But honestly, we want to thank you because we reached out to you a few months ago. We just we just wanted to have a chat, sit down, and grab a coffee with you, pick your brains. You've always been so generous, and mate, we've had a ball working with you. So. Yeah, let's keep it going. Oh, we're just getting started. Now, listen, yeah, you talk about coming in here empty-handed. We always got to offer the listeners something, especially the Rick's Ooh. team. So we always have a discount code available, all right? Now, I can make this up straight after this. So do you want me to keep the Aces one or do you want me to create a DOS and D? Go DOS and D. Why let's not? get a DOS and D discount code, 20% off. Beautiful. Right in time for summer as well. Yep. Yeah. Free express shipping. Okay, and I'll leave it on for a lifetime. So, oh, thank you. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How the dog, hell did he get out? That dog has scared the that's living. Dos, that's Doss's miso's dog. He's looking at his babysitting. There you go. Um, back to the, yeah, so lifetime code, 20% off and free express shipping on the Rick's Eyewear. Legend. For all of your listeners, you oh, can pump that man. whenever you want, but Doss and D will be the code and go your hardest. How good's that? Well, we'll get, we'll get stuck into that too. I've been, yeah. I guess. Been waiting for that. Been looking at the Rick's website. It's very clean, mate. So uh, thank you, guys, and uh, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. And there's going to be plenty more of this. We'll um, yeah, we'll crank up that aces and do it on the straight soon, and uh, get you boys a new t-shirt. We'll get the Ravens on you. I reckon. I'm going to a white. Thanks, Tommy.
D, wasn't that episode just awesome? Oh, mate, I got so much out of it. I'm sure you did too. And of course, thank you to everyone who listened. Guys, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For sure. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It goes such a long way to helping the show. And of course, you have your chance to get a shout-out. Don't forget to go and follow us over on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram, D? It's at D underscore. D-O-S-A-N-D-D underscore. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in the next episode.